0: the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Hi, I'm Frank Fraz, Outreach and Public Relations Coordinator for the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association. Today's Top of the Stretch podcast is a replay from earlier today when the Executive Director of the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association, Renee Mancino, was a guest on Post Time with Mike and Mike.
1: We now have the Executive Director of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association, Renee Mancino. Renee, uh, lots of things going on in Ohio, but one thing that uh, has been a blessing is uh, that we are still able to currently race here in the state of Ohio.
2: Yeah, that's true, guys, and I'm going to apologize because even as I'm listening to your feed, it's kind of um, breaking up. So I hope this is okay. If you, if it's not, let me know I can call in on a different source.
1: Nope, this is good.
2: Okay. So, yeah, we are... Um, still racing in Ohio, it is an hour-by-hour hour situation. There is no doubt. We are first and foremost concerned about the human participants. Um, I think that in this realm, we unfortunately had to cut our teeth on the EHV-1 scenario, which was two years ago. So, you know, we're kind of approaching this in the same way, under the same protocol, that we would as if there were an equine, um, you know, contagious disease situations. So that's basically the approach we've taken all the way through Um, as long as we can comply with the orders that are in place in Ohio and I don't know you know Ohio has been one of the more restrictive jurisdictions as we've gone along Um, but we absolutely will act at all times in the best interest of the human participants so you know if you do see Ohio go down you know that's why
1: Renee Mike Bozich here. Uh, Let's talk about, um, as we talked with Ron and as we talked with uh, Barry about uh, some of the precautions, some of the things uh, that horsemen and horsewomen can do uh, to kind of pitch in and uh, prevent the spread of the virus. Well,
2: I think everybody, you know, that's been watching any of the news channels has been well-versed in what to do for COVID-19. You know, stay You know, social distancing is the buzzword that has been used in Ohio a lot. And, you know, you you have to live your life as if you're, you know, somewhat removed from people. And I have to say my participants in Ohio have been absolutely fantastic at just being able to handle and do whatever it is that we basically had to do to comply with these orders in place. And, you know, it's, it's not me keeping things going or my board or my employees who are stellar, it's my horsemen doing what they should be doing. And, and, you know, whether you're in racing or in the community, that's what we rely on, is each other to do the things that are right to prevent the spread of this contagious disease. Um, so, you know, that's what it's all about now.
1: You know, Renee, and that's uh, that leads right into my next question. Uh, obviously, you're dealing with a lot of people, a lot of horsemen and horsewomen uh, on a daily and weekly basis. What is, what's kind of been some of the reactions, what is, what's uh, what's the mood, what's the morale kind of like through this thing so far?
2: I think generally speaking, you know, horse, horse racing and horsemen in general, they're a microcosm of society, so you see basically the same thing, you know, going on within our community that you see in society as a whole. And one thing I will say, though, with the horseman's community, even more so than the general community at large, is they really rally around, you know, they really try to help each other, they really try to, you know, do what's right for everybody else, you know, except for the 5%, as I say, you know, I say in any, any industry, you've got the, the 95% doing what they should be doing and and trying to, you know, adhere to the law and the rules and so on, and the 5% that you're never going to control. But you're going to spend, you know, 100% of your time trying to track down. So, you know, my 95% is my horseman's community that's out there doing everything they need to do. No different than if it were something that were impacting the agriculture or the equine side of things. So,
1: Renee, uh, obviously, uh, the horsemen. Um, one of the big concerns is the care of the horses. If racing shuts down. What can horsemen do right now um, to kind of maybe prepare themselves? I mean, we've had to deal with it here in Ohio where Governor DeWine has put in some pretty, pretty strict restrictions about uh, where we can go, what place in the business are open and things of that short. Sure. How can horsemen prepare right now for a potential lockdown situation
0: if it comes to that?
2: Well, I mean, I would like to at least tell people not to forget that Macau, one of the significant gaming jurisdictions that dealt with this first, was down for three weeks. So I would hope that would be the situation that we would be facing. You know, I think everybody can easily understand and know what to do with their horses in a responsible manner, should that be what comes to pass for all of racing throughout the, you know, the world, essentially. Um... You know, we we proactively, uh, weeks ago, when most everybody else shut down, we proactively retooled and our office is gearing up for the worst case scenario. That's just kind of the way we operate. Um, we try to stay ahead of the curve if we at all possibly can. Um, so we, we had mobilized and, and, you know, our whole office has been on the job and we are able to work remotely and still represent our horsemen. You know, we administer horsemen's health insurance uh, program, um, you know, it's, it's a complete health care plan and uh, quite a few other benefits and products and none of those services will go down. For horsemen, you know, we are able to work 100% remotely. Our services will still be there. The horsemen from the perspective of, you know, the 5%, as I call them, that may not have prepared, if you will, for a catastrophe, um, you know, we've mobilized and, and started the, the thinking in the, in the past on, potential benevolence. Um, We've been in contact, obviously, with our thoroughbred counterparts in our state. We're we're pretty close with them. They have a benevolent fund. Uh, You know, we both, as a joint effort statewide, you know, because our horsemen are statewide, we only have one backstretch facility. Uh, We have a situation where, you know, we're going to do the best we can with our remote track representatives to try and get um, help to people if they need help if this goes longer than it should go, um, so just basically all the services that you would normally look at, we're looking to continue uninterrupted and, and try and take care of any emergent emergencies from that community.
1: Renee, eventually, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, this thing is going to, uh, go away and peak and subside and things will slowly get back to normal. What can Harness Racing take away from this?
2: One thing that we're going to be able to look back on is, and say is, you know, as with most things, and I think society is going to do the same thing, you know, we do need, a, as I say, a 911 plan. You know, my track reps that are at the racetracks throughout the state or the fairs, they know if something comes up that they can't handle, it's a 911, and we have a protocol. Uh, we just kind of have always done that here in Ohio. Um, so yeah, when we hit nine one one, and you use nine one one, you put the prot- protocol in place for you know the the disaster relief, the you know potential disaster handling, and and everything else that comes with it. And I think that in society as a whole, we're going to be looking to do that and and keep up to date on those kinds of things, just as a regular routine part of life. I mean, I think as a society, we've all become pretty comfortable with the safe and you know pretty free environment that we've had and you know i
1: think that things like this change that listen well, so renee we certainly we, we certainly appreciate you joining us best of luck to you guys out in ohio and it's good to see the industry both on the harness and thoroughbred side kind of kind of coming together and and uh you know dealing with this the best we can but we are we're gonna get through it renee yeah
2: i appreciate it guys good luck and thank you for having me on
0: that was Renee Mancino, the Executive Director of the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association, earlier today on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Stay up to date on the changing landscape of harness racing in Ohio due to the COVID-19 virus by following the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also subscribe to the OHHA Emergency Text Blast System. To subscribe, text OHHA to 888 808 1507. That's 888-808-1507. That's today's edition of Top of the Stretch. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch Podcasts, are a presentation of the Ohio